Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey there, welcome back to AF Fireside. I'm really excited about today's guest. Uh, it was a standout brand from our street closure event in Denver. It's the first event that we ever closed the street for. And boy, was there events that came along with that. Uh, one of which was a, f- a few broken candles, a few broken candles, of course, from the Rangestead booth. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about that context later on, but I want to welcome Rachel Scott, who's the founder of Rangestead to the podcast today. Rachel, it's great to see you again. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. I love it. Nice and <laughs> yes. Can you give us a really high level overview of what Range Dead is and kind of the, the journey to how you started it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it, I'll start with, I'll kind of like inter- intertwine those a little bit. Um, cool. I, it's grown over the past few years. So what it, it initially was in my mind was... Um, just a, I wanted to make a company that had t-shirts that were all Colorado themed. Um, I had moved, I'm from Colorado, moved away, moved back. And while I was gone, I saw, I lived, I lived in Kentucky for a minute, which is not like where it's not like a design capital by any stretch, but they really like the people there had dialed in their state's merchandise and it was so good. And while I lived over there, I really wanted like to wear my Colorado gear and everything in Colorado just had like cannabis leaves on it or the mountains and it's like, it's like you know like just, three things I don't remember what the third one is but it's like the flag the Colorado yeah flag. yeah exactly or some combination of the three yeah and none of that really was like what I wanted to wear so it all kind of started from that I just wanted to create some like minimalist nice well-made Colorado themed t-shirts. Um, and I started kind of kicking the company off back in 2017, 2018. Uh, I was still working. I had a full-time job at that point, uh, left that job, started a different company, freelance photography, and kind of kept like, kept it floating in my head. And everybody who knew me for five years was like, when are you just going to make it? When are you going to do this thing that you wanted to do? Uh, so I kind of started in 2019, ended up getting in an accident, had a really bad concussion, put it on the table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plot twist. And uh, yeah, for real, very big plot twist. And then uh, in 2020, you know, the thing that impacted everybody was the pandemic. I also oh, had I rem- I remember my that daughter. One. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah that's okay. that, that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a macro and a micro little here. thing. Sure. <laughs> um, I also had a kid that year. Mm-hmm. And so my life changed. Like it was like one, two punch. Sure. Um, I was like, Oh, cool. I, there's a pandemic. I have a kid. I own a small business. And uh, I think I just got a lot of perspective that year and was like, you know what, if I'm going to have like a limited amount of time for my adult self, now that I have a kid, I should be doing stuff that I really want to do. Um, cool. And so I opened Rangestead. I made it started with, uh, these Colorado shirts. It's, it opened in 2021. Um, starting in April of 2021, I 
kind of put made it my full-time job, used mm-hmm. up some savings that I had to pay myself in the meantime. And um, so I've been working on it for a while. It launched in October of last year. And uh, it's grown already <laughs> since launching. Right now I offer, um, I have candles and t-shirts and sweatshirts and baby clothes and a whole vintage section that's uh, launching really soon and jewelry that's coming soon and all kinds of varied things from housewares, clothing, you know, sort of souvenirs, that kind of thing. Um, So it's really, it's vast. It's just a retail store. It's all online. Mm -hmm. Um, And the concept has changed from being, you know, just Colorado t-shirts to sort of this embracing Western uh, lifestyle, Western history, Western design, and Western makers. So when you look at the store, um, everything in there has sort of this Western leaning. I love it. It's it's Western in a way that is not, I'm not going to say not what you would expect, but it's not like mm-hmm. the the beaten path, which is is very cool. Not yeah, I don't have an appreciation for that too. Coming off, did you watch Yellowstone? Have you watched that show? Oh yet? yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, deeply, deeply in, involved in that world right now. But um, yeah, it's it, it, one thing that stuck out to me on your site, cruiser site, a little bit before we chatted today, and saw that you really have this emphasis on minimalism, and that's like. Mm-hmm. There seems like there's a word every episode where it's like, it's a great word as long as you define what it means to you, right? It's like so totally. overdone otherwise. And I, I think when you look at the product, it really speaks for itself. But for those that haven't pulled out their phones and gone to rangestead.com, what, how, do you, how do you use this idea of minimalism when it comes to design? How does that play into the product? Yeah, so everything I do is, everything that I design personally uh, has a lot of just negative space that's kind of my personal design aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it's really intentional. That's kind of the other word you'll see all over my website. Yeah. I try to make everything that I do have a purpose or a meaning beyond just aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so using like, you know, particular fonts that have a Western heritage to them, um, colors that are, you know, grounded in nature, in the Western nature. And, just imagery that's like, you know, if you live in the West or even if you don't, you might, or if you watch Yellowstone, you'll, you'll have a concept of like what Western imagery looks like that can be like culturally driven or historically driven, whether that's you know a cowboy on a Mustang or, you know, a sort of a Native American pattern. Those kinds of things are really iconic. I try to just pare that down as much as possible into like simple shapes, um, simple concepts and keeping things really clean and polished, which Mm. is a little bit like the opposite of Western aesthetic. It's usually like kind of rustic and, and maximalist. Um, but when I tell people about Rangestead from a visual standpoint, I'm like, think of the movie tombstone and think of doc holiday. Okay. That's range set, like super minimal, kind of gothy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of black cleanness, but like also this, this heritage feel, um, well-made, you know, essential, those kinds of things. Totally. What, so sounds like you had, uh, through the, I'm going to assume through the photography project that you had, 
there was a little bit of an intro to on, the entrepreneur side of your personality mm-hmm. probably came out. What is, especially since kicking off the brand, what have you learned about yourself in the time that you, yeah, right. But <laughs> high, high level 30,000 feet, what, what have you, what's, you know, surprised you or what have you learned about yourself in mm-hmm. that time? Yeah. In the first couple of months, since actually having the brand open, I've learned a lot about risk tolerance. That's been a big thing that's come up for me is like, what is my risk tolerance financially, you know, with my time, with my career path, um, you know, navigating, like, am I okay with spending all of my savings? Am I okay with, um, you know, working two jobs? Am I okay Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, putting other things on the back burner while I do this? And all of that kind of comes into like, risk tolerance and you know are you okay with your brand never being super successful by you know mm-hmm. normal standards would it be would you feel successful regardless of that mm-hmm. uh trying to figure that out has been a big thing over the past few months um i've found that i have like a really high risk tolerance i'm okay with failure uh okay. i'm really like i am super comfortable like, I feel like everything thus far has been successful for me, even if Rangestead closed down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also met a lot of other people who don't share that, you know, their, their only view of success is, you know, they have these metrics and they have to meet them. My metrics were really low. So my risk tolerance was high where I'm like, yeah, everything on top of just opening this business is great. Um, and I've taken, I think I've been able to make, you know, ex- exploratory moves because of that. Um, I've also, you know, realized a lot of things about time management, like how much people have to do who own small businesses. My appreciation for uh, one man shows has grown like a million fold. Um, And also just like, I've also learned that I, I tend to want to try a lot of things And then I kind of um, move on really quickly. And that isn't necessarily like the best thing in small business ownership. So I'm learning like positives and negatives, uh, things that I need to do better at and things that I am like really thankful that I already kind of had within. Sure. Yeah. A lot of those lessons kind of resonate with the last couple of years that I've gone through as well. I think when you, uh, the, the risk, risk assessment, especially. <laughs> and mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, the, the metrics, I couldn't help but think, uh, or think after your explanation that like, there's a really big difference between how you feel when you hit your metric versus the metric that you are supposed to think that you're supposed to feel. Yeah. And that's like a really, um, like a really beautiful and freeing and empowering uh, experience in the last couple of years for me is like, well, I get to kind of make my own metrics sometimes. And I don't think yeah. other people get to have that experience uh, yeah. or, or opt not to, cause that's a, a that feel safer for them. And, and that's cool mm-hmm. too. I've been lived, I've lived that as well, but yeah. uh, that is uh, it in, in my mind, you know, as a new Englander with no tie to the West whatsoever, that is the modern cowboy. Right. I mean, that's yeah, like, totally. That's how that's the final frontier is your, your own time and how you spend it. I love that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Sick. So let's, let's dive into the, the kind of design and a little bit further. Yeah. I, are you, did you, do you see like a path in your life that led to 
like the, where, where you are as a designer right now? Is that a thing you always wanted for yourself? Yeah. So my background is really varied. I think I'm a, you know, I'm a right in the middle of the millennials age group. Sure. So I feel like that's pretty normal. Um, but I started out uh, after graduating university in graphic design okay. and then moved into product design a little bit. Um, I worked at a company that makes record players called Crosley and um, managed yeah. their design I team. one at one point. Yeah, everybody had one when they were really young and everybody's yeah. like, they kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> they're they're a gateway. They're a gateway sure. to good record sure. players. Sure. Um, yeah, I lived in Kentucky and, and managed their design team, their design department and got to kind of, you know, bump elbows with Urban Outfitters and Target and these sort of big box companies. Cool, big elbows um, for sure. Yeah, learned a lot about retail from that perspective. Um, mm -hmm. I never really worked in like a small retail store. So yeah, I the, eh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. inventory has been a little bit of a uphill climb, sure. which I would have sure. figured that one out. But um, I, you know, worked at doing design for a modern art museum. So I feel like minimalism kind of comes through there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then got into project management and became a marketing director for a small startup that um, kind of blew up and, and moved to a different state and got funded. And so I've learned all these like weird things. I have sure. so many things to draw from um, and then became uh, a freelance photographer because I thought that would be fun for a minute to get sure. out of the corporate world. So um I take all of those things and there's like creative threads mm -hmm. among all of those that I bring to Rangestead. I feel like Rangestead is this culmination of so many skills that I've always like wanted in one job, um, you know, being a marketing director, being a designer, getting to dabble in fashion and um, getting to play in the small retail world. Uh, and then, you know, like I design emails and, copyright and take all of my photos and it's cool because I get to do all of those different things and I feel like you know having a varied background can be something that sometimes gets sort of knocked on a little bit like you're supposed to specialize especially if you're in the design field um, people really want to push you to specialize in something uh, but also not specializing kind of lends itself to entrepreneurship like you get you learn to be scrappy and um, problem solve, which is like the number one thing that you have to do if you're going to have a small business like mine. Um, you also get sort of this feeling of um, like no job is, is too small for you. Like I'll do everything and everything that needs to be done, I'll be doing it. So mm -hmm. uh, all of those different experiences pulled together and, and brought range said, I feel like they've, it's like the old, it's like the final, <laughs> it's probably not the final version of, of a career, a very career path, but it's definitely like a, an advanced iteration of a lot of different yeah, things. It feels like a culmination of, uh, of a bunch of things that, I mean, to, to, to boil down the answer, right. You said that uh, the question was, is design was design the end goal, right? Was there a path there? And like every step had the word design in it in some way, shape or form. And it seems mm -hmm. like now you're doing it a hundred percent on your terms. That's like, yeah, 
Yep. Totally. Cool. Where yeah, do you it's, see? There's always been a tether. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you're, you're still in the, the first steps here, but do you have a vision for what Rangestead looks like, you know, X amount of years into the future? Yeah, I'm, that has changed a lot in the past just month. Um, mm -hmm. So I would love to give you like a super clear answer, but I don't exactly have one. Um, sure. I think in my wildest dreams is what I could tell you, um, which may or may not be realistic, but I would love to have a storefront here in Denver. And I'd love to be creating some of the products that I have, you know, I collaborate with local makers on. I'd love to take some of those in-house and like expand mm -hmm. that. I would love to, um, I've always had this dream of having like a, almost like a perfumery kind of concept, but it's, cool. um, you know, getting like a, creating our own custom scents and um, yeah. creating products within those. So, you know, not just a candle, but you know, perfume and cologne, but also like incense or cleaning stuff. I really uh, love this idea of integrating scent into cool. a part of your life. Denver doesn't really have that. I, I found, um, I visited Florence, Italy, and found a perfumery there where you can kind of create your own custom perfumes. And cool. there, um, I just really love that model. I think I would love to to have that be a part of the business and we're kind of growing. I am working on that right now. Cool. Um, in the closer future, uh, I'll be releasing, I have a product that's just a sweatshirt that says howdy in my handwriting and it's chain stitched locally here in Denver. Uh, I'll be releasing several more similar shirts. It'll be kind of like a line. Um, so all Western sayings, there'll be yeehaw and giddy up yeah. and y'all. Um, so those will all be kind of written in my own handwriting and then chain stitched on different garments. Um, and then a part of the business model is, you know, creating, uh, I think they call it like white label, yeah, like creating custom products with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, this totally happened like accidentally, but also really organically um, just working with local makers or sometimes even just Western makers. Uh, I'm broadening my horizons a little bit, but to create, um, you know, taking something that they do and then creating a Rangestead version of that. So cool. we're about to launch uh, clay earrings online. We had them at the markets. So if you were there, you probably saw those. But um, I'm working with a company called Mishmade out of Castle Rock, Colorado. And she helped me uh, design and create some really cool Western themed earrings. So basically uh, taking this sort of Western aesthetic, uh, Western lifestyle, and applying it to various different products, whether that's home or, you know, sort of personal care or um, clothing. As they said in the scriptures, the rest is still unwritten. Yes. <laughs> any, it sounds like anything is possible. I love it. Cool. Uh, yeah. Where is the best place for people to keep in touch and learn more about the brand as you roll out all these new initiatives? Uh, definitely Instagram. Uh, since I'm still a one man show, uh, that's about all I've got. I have big dreams of sending out emails all someday. <laughs> cool. Very, uh, yeah, very cool. it's, uh, at range said on Instagram. Awesome. And I'm sure we'll see you again in Denver at some point this year. 
Oh, yes. Yes, you will. Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, love the brand. Love getting to hear a little bit more behind it. And it's always great to uh, hear stories of people that are I feel like I'm in a similar place to. It's just, just nice to know there are other people out there that are figuring it out. Totally. Uh, I feel like if anybody is listening who uh, doesn't yet have their brand off the ground or has only really been dreaming of it. Um, I think that the biggest thing is just knowing that you don't have to have it be perfect right out the gate. Uh, it can be something that grows. So just do it. Just try it. Give it a go. Just do it. I think that's trademarked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can say that I'm on the air. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Rachel, thank I'll you again so much Howdy. for your time. Perfect. Stick thank with you. Howdy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Talk soon. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.